Okay. Um, yeah, I've got a lot of things Fucking to say. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> Let's start with I one. I don't know. I'm bored out of my goddamn mind. <laughs> oh my god. That's a perfect way to start. Hey everybody, <laughs> welcome <laughs> to the 500 Greatest Films Podcast. My name is Hector Navarro. Sitting across from me is my buddy Keller Knobloch. Say hi, Keller. Hi, Keller. Just and kidding, today, I'm not do that. I'm, my name's Keller. And we I'm have saying hi. We, <laughs> we got a special guest who is bored out of her mind. Apparently, um, she's fucking bored out but of her mind. But I don't blame her yeah, because the. In there. Uh, yeah, it was yeah, which is appropriate or inappropriate depending on your stance. Yeah, based off of the movie that we watched today, we asked our <laughs> guests to come in and watch. I, I'm sure the longest movie so far, yeah. easily. But tell the story of how that happened. It was I less will. that you. It was less I will that you tell the story. I'm going to tell it. Story. It was less that you asked me to do this, and more that I kind of saw the challenge and was like, no one else is going to want to do this, guys. I'm I in. <laughs> so nice of you. Before, that is what you said. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. Before you guys tell the story, because I love the story. Between how mm-hmm. she got roped into this, I would like to introduce Amy Vorpal, <gasps> Amy, comedian, writer, performer, uh, former writer of the show Mothership, yeah, and a bunch of other stuff I, over I at ran Geek and Sundry. That thing and into the ground. You did it. Co-star on No Survivors. Yeah, that's right. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. We all did that, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, we did. Hmm. Anyway, Amy, mm-hmm. first of all. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, of yes. course. You set the, aside like, your entire weekend to watch this movie. But y'all bought me a salad, so. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we were like, are you free Sunday? You're like, yeah, what time? And we were like, Sunday. All day. All day. All day. <laughs> yeah. So, so first of all, thank you for coming over and watching this very long movie. Secondly, And going please, to church with us beforehand. Please, yeah. <laughs> Real early morning. Please tell the story, Amy, of how you got roped into doing this, how, well, how Keller roped you into it. Sure. You guys had mentioned that you were doing this podcast, and I was like, I want to be on it and then it was on a day that Keller was on Mothership and I was like yeah Hector said I could be on it he was like yeah well we'll have to talk about scheduling at some point and I was like well we, we can we can talk about it right, right now, now. Yeah, like, okay, and you were like okay well do you want to talk about and I was like yeah we yeah, we could do it. We could do it right now. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Keller pulled out his phone and, and we looked down the list and I couldn't quite figure out. You guys had some highlighted stuff, some blank spots, obviously the movies listed in an Excel sheet and then names of your friends who were attached to, you know, watching them with you. And there was a blank space mm-hmm. and it was like a lot, all the movies filled in blank space, all the movies filled in like probably 10 before 10 after. And I was like, what is this one? And I was like, Ben Hur. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no one wants to do that, huh? Yeah. Sure, <laughs> but yeah, I just I was like, yeah, I'll do it, and we'll make it fun. Very I, much appreciate it. Yeah, you know, apparently, yeah. you were bored out of your fucking here's, oh, here's God. goddamn money. The, yeah. Those last uh, that last hour, pretty rough. Oh, uh, shit. Yes. Like as soon as you get to the chariot race, and mm-hmm. then after that, we were just, pumped. That man, people stood. Yeah, up. And I we, mean, we'll get were, into it, but like, yeah, because we'll that's when that. the revenge story ends. The revenge yeah. is over. So yeah. then you're left this with like, this is a tale of the Christ. Is it? Like, <laughs> okay, it's no, it isn't. Her, a no, tale of the Christ. Is. That is the <laughs> official is. title. That is what it's called. <laughs> There's nothing a to tale do with the Christ. Christ. He's in it for two seconds. <laughs> He's in it for a multitude. Oh my of god, seconds. that is a stretch. You feel, Amy, you feel his, you feel his presence. It is, but it is like the Christ. No, you see the back of his head, and that's it. The of this movie is like they made Jesus the through line. <laughs> Jesus but, is the Nick Fury oh, of the Ben Hur cinematic universe. I'm so pumped for when they bring out the rest of these people <laughs> and we see uh, this but, finally come together. But my favorite thing about this is that Amy, when she agreed to watch Ben Hur, she was like, "Yeah, this will be the perfect way to watch it because you've it'll be like because yes. because you've it. never seen I've never seen it. Keller's seen it multiple times. He's got a copy on DVD." I don't we like did. love this movie. Don't I know, I know, I know, but still, way. you've seen it. You've seen it 
a few times in your whole life, and you're in your mid twenties. I've seen it probably two or three times. <laughs> two or three times, so much so that like you and your brothers have like a like an in joke, yeah. uh, like that is a reference to Ben Hur. So mm-hmm. you at least know what this movie is. Yes. And yeah. Amy and I were coming in pretty blind. Yes. But what I love is that Amy said to me, she goes, "This will be the perfect way to watch it because it'll be like she was like, oh, watching a movie with you and Keller like on a Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's gonna be exactly. fun. This is yes. like the most fun way to watch the Ben Hur. Arguably the only fun way. <laughs> <laughs> to watch yeah. I did say I would go see it. In also, theaters. there's a mm-hmm. dash. But- in there so it's basically he's a marvel hero yes he is he <laughs> it's is. like ant-man or spider-man yeah. yeah he is it's ben hyphen her yeah. judah ben her mm-hmm. Ooh. yeah exactly a, now we ben get to the Herman. part ben herman herman that's what a ben herman would sound like. uh, now we get to the part in the podcast where i ask keller to put on his british voice okay to replicate amy's is better than mine though amy so you got a pretty good intimidating you got a pretty good brit no, but i love keller's um kind of uh uh david uh uh what's the guy's name um uh attenborough attenborough a little david okay. attenborough but it's um the reason we're replicating this is because this list, the 500 greatest movies of all time, comes from Empire Magazine, a British magazine. Mm. This is from the year 2008. They're putting this together, and with each movie, there's a little blurb, and I think it does a really good job of summing it up. So, Keller, please hit us with the, the, the Ben-Hur movie number, and you know what to do. <clears throat> I'll be silently judging. Okay, I'm very pumped to stare into your eyes and not read this, because <laughs> I have it memorized. <laughs> 491, Ben-Hur. 1959, director William Wyler. Wyler's version of Lew Wallace's novel may have been the third adaptation to hit the big screen, but boy, was it the biggest. (laughs) A huge budget and an exhausting shoot were rewarded with, that was weird, (laughs) 11 Oscars and an epic for the ages. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's pretty perfect, yeah, right, that's Amy? That's pretty perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thanks. I wouldn't have wanted that read to me any other way. <laughs> yeah, that's the way to do it. That does pretty much sum this thing up, it man. Sure like, before I saw it, I think I gave you guys a summary of what I knew about it, which was <laughs> Laurence Olivier. Mm-hmm. Nope, and wrong. Either Rome or you Egypt. You said Rome or Egypt. <laughs> yeah, and then mm-hmm. and then uh, and then a big set that I think was left to, just in left out in, in the desert. Yes, uh, which to, is true. Yeah. yeah. Where, so, well, uh, one and a half of those things were true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out but of like, three. What was it? What did they, what they find happening. recently, Keller? I know we talked about this with like somebody else. Like a sphinx else. head or something. Yeah, like a sphinx head was left in some California. In desert, and someone's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. How did it get here? <laughs> the Egyptians no. were here. Yeah. No, they were yeah. filming yeah. Ben-Hur. Yep. yep. In 1958, and uh, and left that thing. But but this was my feeling. Like, let's do our overall impressions of the movie. Okay. Because as soon as this movie started, I knew this wasn't going to be a movie that I was going to have like, access to. Have access, but like love <laughs> and recommend revisit. ever. <laughs> yeah, like no, I'll re- I'll recommend it. But it's a movie that like I'll never watch again. I won't love it. I won't revisit it. It's not something for me for for my time mm-hmm. for for just whatever. But. Man, oh man, was I impressed with pretty much every aspect of the production of this movie, especially the costumes, especially the sets. You hear like, oh yeah, a movie from 1959 was a Hollywood epic. You hear that shit and you're like, like, okay, how epic could it be? I'm used to movies with computer generated image. And then like you see the sets and the backdrops and the shots and the widescreen and it's gorgeous. Like every, there's so much, there's so much in this movie that is mind-blowingly impressive, even still today. massive. That it is like a very, it's an achievement. It's an Mm -hmm. impressive feat. And then- I'll have to highlight just real quick that chariot race was 
awesome. Yes, and we it was so so we cool. were pumped and horrified mm-hmm. because yeah. we think we saw a man die. Fairly <laughs> yeah, positive. We, we aren't sure, but I definitely screamed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You at, did at least squ- once. Squealed. Yeah, yeah. I squealed. I didn't you think did, they you were, shrieked. I shrieked. I thought. Well, it, it's it, by shot. the way. If you ever if you ever watch it, it's when the green man goes down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you thought they were going to cut away. I thought Everyone they were going to cut away, or it was going to be very mm-hmm. obvious that like the cut. It just seems like a dummy or something. No, yeah, they straight up sat there on the green man, laying there lifeless. Yeah, it dirt. seemed. Yeah, that seemed. I don't know what. I don't know exactly what it was, but yeah, that film that essence of scene painting was uh, terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you feel yeah, about, how the did movie I feel about the whole movie? Um, look, I also went in knowing that this is going to be, you know, 1958. Uh, a lot of we talked about it during the film. A lot of things are reminiscent of theater, like yes. l- mm-hmm. live theater, long, indulgent shots. If I had three words to sum it up, that's what I would do is long, <laughs> indulgent shots. The acting was indulgent. The women couldn't stop hugging pillars and walls. Anything. They couldn't Anything. support themselves they in any way. They couldn't support their, their frail any, bodies. Like if they weren't next to a wall, they were leaning on another woman. Yeah. And, and just from growing up in the theater, you see things that like in high school you would do because that's what the blocking told you to do, which mm-hmm. was walk over here so the audience can see you, mm-hmm. uh, pour a glass of X... <laughs> <laughs> because that is constantly seen action that you can get away this with. Wine yeah. is terrible, and 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 then and then very dramatically turning towards each other and then away from each other, mm. towards and away. So a lot of that. But overall, um, I do understand the film's importance and, yeah. and what an epic scope that it must have been at the time. Glad to have that have seen it in my arsenal. Will never, like you said, go mm-hmm. back and see it again. And after the chariot race, the thing for me could have ended. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do like, I do like. I, I had no idea this was going to be a revenge story and how uh, brutal and and emotional and how much agency the characters were going to have. So that mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. True, Keller. Overall thoughts. Um, rewatch. Did you? Is there anything new with this rewatch? I think one thing that was new definitely the homosexual tone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> like we, we, we started this movie and when the front of it. Masala yeah. shows up and starts talking to Judah Ben Hur. Amy and I were like, oh my god, are they? Instantly, we were like, are they into each other? And it was super homoerotic. But it was yeah. more, it was like, you know how sometimes when you're watching Lord of the Rings and you're like, oh, Frodo and Sam, sure. look how homo they, ha ha, whatever. Um, not that I completely make fun of it, but that was, yeah. the, you know, when you watched it, you were like, oh my God, what's going on? This was like- There were looks into us. Wait, hold on. This is definitely happening. Mm-hmm. Like, we thought we were, point, we were like, uh, yeah. we thought we were being nitpicky and we we're like, okay, is this just, what are they trying to, like, is this just the way people acted back then? Mm-hmm. And then- eventually it's like no he's like holding his arm and like just rubbing it a little bit yeah <laughs> oh, oh yes yes the soft genteel touch yes yeah of men upon each other's forearm and masala just looks him up and down constantly yeah and yeah. breathes the breathing yeah and just mm-hmm. everybody takes as long as possible to say any line in this movie oh mm-hmm. they milk they this know movie how to milk could it. have been a tight two hours if anybody just spoke yeah. the way a person should speak or I, didn't Go around the racetrack as many times. <laughs> True. Yeah. In the beginning to just you look at all our watch, horses. You yes. got to watch them do it ten times fast, <laughs> but we got to do it three times slow first. Yeah. And I wouldn't be bringing up the. Uh, we had an entire conversation while that was happening. Yeah. Then looked back at the screen. I was like, "Oh, they're lined up now." Yeah. <laughs> we did. We finished our taxes. That was the joke. Yeah. That. We, was like, we filed our taxes while they were setting up for the chariot race. But like, but I wouldn't be bringing up the uh, the kind of dumb little jokey weird thing that we were we were bringing up. 
with the homoerotic tones unless I discovered this thing, again, according to Wikipedia, that one of the writers was like, and that's all I'm going to do the research for, but one of the writers, uh, it was... um, Gore Vidal. Gore Vidal was like, no, that was definitely on purpose. Mm -hmm. And he he has a story that he, he revealed to some documentary in 1995 that he went and talked to the actor that played Masala and said, play this as if you're a spurned lover. Play this as if you're in love with Judah. Uh, but then, like, he told the production or everybody else, like, but don't tell Charlton Heston, like, that's how he's playing it. And and I think the actor, or, like, there, there's just kind of these rumors of the production that kind that some people, like, deny that. Some people are like, no, yeah, that kind of stuff did happen. So it's the same as when you watch, um, what's the guy's name who uh, is the crazy director that did Great Gatsby, the Australian guy in the movie Baz Australia? Baz Luhrmann's Romeo plus Juliet. John Leguizamo was playing, no, 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 not John Leguizamo, sorry, Mercutio, who's played by the actor from Lost who is uh, Romeo's best friend, Mercutio. Um, and the way that he plays his relationship with um, uh, uh, Romeo uh, is like he's in love with Romeo. Mm-hmm. And I think they did that all on purpose. That's in that. You can you can grab that interpretation from the original text, from Shakespeare's play, but they leaned into it in that movie. And it's really interesting to... And this was told to me when I was in high school and we watched that movie, like rewatched that movie. Mm-hmm. My English teacher was like, oh yeah, this actor played it as if he was in love with Romeo. Well, Mercutio is one of those one of the roles that is often cross-cast too, like yes. as a woman. Or yes. often, I say like... It, it has it, been. It, it has yeah. been. It's an That's easy one very to, interesting. to cross-cast. Yeah. That's very interesting. So, But I think it's really interesting that like, you know, that... Uh, that as we get older, we might notice different stuff in movies. And, um, you know, as I've gotten older, I've certainly noticed. Like, I wouldn't have noticed this stuff if I was watching this when I was 15. Oh, well, I watched this maybe as even 20. a kid. Sure, My for dad sure. showed it to me and for my sure. brothers. Uh, yeah, I you feel know? like I always would have noticed it. <laughs> like, it was pretty. Yeah. Oh, I, well, <laughs> back then I was very nice. That first child. scene <laughs> where they see each other is is redonkulous how into each other they are. And and, and the fact that if if that's true, that Charlton Heston didn't know. Because mm-hmm. um, it would have, like, freaked him out. Was, he leaned yeah. into it like he was mm-hmm. a generous actor yeah. and was like okay I guess this is what we're <laughs> doing as we yeah okay we, we've missed each other a lot and I have these lines to say so if you're eye contacting me I'll eye contact you back <laughs> <laughs> lots of eye contact yeah, yeah. they were very good at that in I, this movie I love the way that they that all of like the men like shook hands in this movie oh, and yeah. that comment led to you revealing that that's the joke that you and your brothers do yeah, me and my brother will just pretend like we're having a regular conversation and all of a sudden grab each other's forearms, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very Slam. stiffly, yeah. and stare at each other. That's <laughs> very intense. Yeah, and uh, then you, and then you say, "Let's throw our spears right where the beams cross." cross. Yeah, and then we cross beams. <laughs> cross that beam. Yeah, that's awesome. Did we ask you though, Keller? What you, what your overall reaction was? Uh, yeah, like anything new that you grabbed on the rewatch this time? Other that, than that, that and just like uh, I got more Bible references mm. just because I know stuff that's in the Bible. Cool. So I yeah, like you were more the, of that up. You were the first person to point to the screen and be like, guys, that's Jesus. We're like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> yeah. Keller was like, hey, 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 that's Jesus. I was on yeah, Jesus. The Patrol. Waterman. Yeah. The Waterman, Jesus the Waterman. I was on JC Patrol. <laughs> cool. <Yeah. laughs> I will say, Always. I'll jump in and do best part of the film, which I, we did mm-hmm. say was, unfortunately, it was the man in blackface, but it was that actor, it, it was that actor was that who played name? the Arabian. Oh, crap. The, Look him up. Grab him on IMDb. He, he plays the Arabian who um, basically owns the horses that, mm-hmm. uh, spoiler, Ben-Hur uses to win the race. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Spoiled. And spoiled. great character actor. He's a British guy. Um, and he has just such Hugh a great- Hugh Griffith. Hugh he Griffith. Chic. Cool. 
Yes. Yeah, she is it or whatever. She I was in brown face, but yeah. it was such a I mean like which is a bummer, but that's that, that's what the era is. But like w- was so charismatic in that role. He was yep. very very good. You know, in he's fact, like the best performer. There's a part yeah. where he talks to his horses mm-hmm. and that oh. is it's brilliant. Brings like them said, all in the room. You can tell come, he brings come, them come. in the room. He, he, you can tell he's doing some improv and then there's a scene later he's when improvising Fred, off of horses. Yeah, yeah cuz they're yawning and he's like, "Oh, yes, you're tired. You will sleep after this soon." Yeah, and then he moves on to the next and the horse. other one pushes him. He's like, oh, I didn't great. forget about you. Okay. Yes, it's perfect. And yeah. and uh, then later, Ben Hur gets a scene with the horses, and I think they cut it because he doesn't address every single horse, and it was not as good as mm, uh, yeah. Griffith, Mr. Griffith. Hugh Griffith. Hugh mm-hmm. Griffith's. Uh, Hugh's a great name. He was great. He's got the best eyebrows of anybody I've ever seen. Best maybe. brows in the biz. Yeah. Th- yeah. Maybe were- Eugene Levy usurped that throne. He took oh, it over. Yeah. He Later, like took the mantle. Like, he yes. did. But this but, guy, uh, mm-hmm. Hugh Griffith, had the best brows. And if you've ever seen um, Frank Langella, what's her face, Daenerys, do eyebrow work? Mm. She's got. She may not have the best. She's got pretty eyebrows, so they're not like she's got like the egregious, but, but she's got eyebrows. some good eyebrow work going on. Some like extra so muscles. So does Jack that Black? He can have. do one of these things. Can Ooh. you do those? No, I can. I can do. I can uh, do this one. is an audio medium. Everybody, Hector is doing the rock eyebrow, but with both eyebrows. He's going back and forth. This is more the. JB like School of Rock when he's like seeing the kids play like getting ideas like ooh I can let's rock let's rock today that's kind of what he's doing. <laughs> uh, just imagine when Hector was saying let's rock let's rock today and each eyebrow was going up all yeah, chore- yeah. choreographed mm-hmm. eyebrows yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. just imagine that everybody shut the fuck up <laughs> turn everything off close your eyes rewind <laughs> this podcast let's 30 rock, seconds let's rock and today. imagine it <laughs> yeah uh, yeah okay yeah. thank you <laughs> my favorite part uh, was the chariot race it was absolutely oh, it was thrilling despite and I mean not that it's a bad thing but again the movie being so indulgent as it was mm-hmm. these long shots the setup and then the race itself there the were setup, like a few it's like, little action piece things like beforehand he's like killing sure. people silently oh, getting yeah. to Masala oh yeah the five that second was, yeah. was awesome when he um, breaks out of there yeah that was kind of cool and then like Him the fighting jacks on the on ships the yep ship. oh yeah it was cool kind of very yeah, cast away awesome. mm-hmm. it was great but then the chariot race happened and you've heard about this historical like Hollywood legendary sequence and how dangerous it was and that oh stunt- some of us have <laughs> what's that I said some of us have. some of us have but then like stunt- everybody in the entire like- world has heard about this this is the type like horses may have died I think they did during the filming of this sequence. Mm-hmm. It's a thing where, like, this is the type of movie that started the like the humane society. Well, totally, you and, know, and in Hollywood. The irony is that there's there's there are characters saying, "Don't whip the horses, you you assholes, you bastards." Yeah. Meanwhile, they are they have the actors Treating literally like literally mm-hmm. whipping the horses. So it's like it's like their way to be like, "We know it's bad. Yeah. Oh well, we're doing it. We really mm-hmm. and and then for the shot for the they shot." Had tri- yeah. Keller said they had trip lines for the horses. For them to kind of trip Augie over. told us that last week. Brutal. Oh my god! Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh! Did. You were serious. I thought that was a no, joke. That, that was, was a not side a joke. joke. <gasps> That's real. So this is this is no, the I'll level of, a terrible joke of production. You know, at this time, at this era in Hollywood. Um, and it was brutal. And that's, I think it, unfortunately, like it adds to the horror of us because we're like, did a man just get run over by horses? Yes. We yeah. don't know. We know stunt work. There were some you know, amazing stunts in this Yeah. Movie. And yes. we know what it takes to p- do stunts today. Like so when, when we're seeing, that bro, that was such that a great stunt. Ju- when he jumps yes. the chariot and holds on and okay. flips over the front of it okay. and has to climb back over. That was nuts because was I didn't amazing. know how that was going to happen. The other thing is um, in Masala's chariot with the, with the he's got rakes. He's yeah. got oh, razors yeah. on the side and that trope has been used in every racing movie I've ever seen. I imagine seen, ever. it was new then. It like it must I have been, been yeah, mind blowing. Yeah. yeah. 
and then and then you've just seen. I don't it know what the old movies reason. look like. This is the yeah. third big screen version. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd like to know. The, yeah, no, what the chariot cher- that was like from that the was a thing book or what? The other thing that I was reading on Wiki was that um, the director William Wyler is that who it was? Mm-hmm. Uh, initially, like, didn't want he was like an AD on the silent film version. He was oh, an assistant cool. director on the 1925 mm. version, and originally they they offered this to him and he turned it down until he was kind of told like, look, man, they're willing to throw ten million dollars for this production so that we'll be able to beef up that chariot sequence. And that made him like more interested. And eventually the budget became 15 million, which in today's money, $127 million back then the most expensive film ever made. And and I think the like it earning, was then the highest. Grossing it was then after Gone it, with the Wind. After Gone with the Wind, yeah, it was the second highest grossing uh, when it came out after Gone with the Wind. But um, yeah, like that that whole idea of like let's we're gonna blow it out big. Yeah, was one of the reasons I think Weiler was like, okay, well now I'm on board and let's you know. And you and, mentioned the uh, like the maybe Nazi tones. Well, oh, because yeah. because I used to not really think about this stuff when I watched older movies especially but now i think like when you what know, are the parallels what are the parallels i know in my brain it's seared in 1945 is the end of world war ii and i yeah. kind of know about american history this afterwards is 15 years later. this is 15 years later and this is 10 years before planet of the apes in yeah. 1968 10 years before star trek in 1966 and even in star trek there was an episode where they beamed down to a world that had like nazis you know, because they were in like a World War II era, or I think maybe they've gone back a time, whatever. The point is, is that even stuff, media, television, movies in the 60s that were tackling Nazis, I, I know this because I come from the comic book world, and even then, they had X-Men comics that were saying Magneto is a Holocaust survivor. Yeah. Captain America was frozen since the end of World War II, well, but now still 50, was 15 you know, years before. 15 year, yeah, like, exactly, which is still fresh. The writers of, of those comics and and movies and, and everybody who was alive then was also alive at the end of World War II. And I know, Amy, you were saying it, 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 it took... It, well, you this know guy that it, worked on Ben-Hur. He worked on The yes, Silent One, which 1925. before World Absolutely. War II. So what I was saying was like, I'm trying to put myself in the framework of what was the world thinking at the time? What were they, what were they putting into the story that was influenced by world events? World War II being the, the biggest and most obvious. And I'm seeing all of the red imagery in the Romans. Yeah. And I'm going, they're really leaning into these Romans. The, I don't know how much Persecuting that the Jews. That's arm world going up War II. Too. Oh, the arm. I know they did like oh, a Hitler the salute. Yeah. They did a Heil. That was crazy. So I'm watching this and I'm going, I bet. It definitely. I bet that they were I didn't pick up on that either as a kid. Because, you know, we don't have that historical. Like when we're. This movie was boring as fuck when I was a kid. When we're older, we're going to show, you know, young people like a movie like The Dark Knight. You know, when it yeah. seems like it's just a Batman movie, but we're going to be like, well, this is a very post 9-11 response to like how the, how the, you know, security versus freedom. And like, we're going to be able to say, well, 9-11 influenced this Batman movie. Like, and that sounds ridiculous. And little kids will be like, what's 9-11? And we have to sit there and explain like, well, when we were young, like this horrific thing happened and it was a big event that just, it, it's a thing that changes the world. And it also changed stories. You know, yeah. and especially the stories I love, which are superhero things. So yeah, I'm watching this and I'm going, this the, the Romans are the Nazis and mm-hmm. the well, Jews my, are the Jews. Well, because my my friend said he, best, I think he said with with the factors of time plus space mm-hmm. plus free will, you get story, like you get narrative because mm-hmm. like you don't have to you don't have to put it on anything, you don't have to write it yourself. Like if there's time, space, and free will. We're living narrative. That's just what it is. Things yeah. things show up, they blossom and flourish, and then they die. And that's like what the narrative is. And it's it's really yeah. I don't I don't know where that comes into it, but yeah, yeah I mean with with the 
I guess that was in the Holocaust references mm-hmm. that made me, or World War II references that made me think of it. Also, I mean, we mentioned slavery mm-hmm. and how they tried to make uh, Ben Hur himself seem like a good guy, good slave owner, a yeah, good it's slave like, owner. It's almost like, like I never was a slave. Yeah. <laughs> That's what one of them With says. With you, I didn't gain a slave; I gained a friend. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Oh All right, gosh. I just inherited. Yes, I inherited. So they even a tried to dress it up even more that way. Oh, can I be free? No, <laughs> no, you're my slave. No, I like, love your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> so really, and then also it's always fun to watch a movie that is a period piece because the time in which that movie itself was filmed also just shines through. Like it's so 1959. It's so that, that style of, yeah, I'm, it's I'm, fun to watch mm, a period piece, but it's and, also fun to watch a period piece from then mm-hmm, watching everybody right. just, just, you know, be just the most, yeah, just as kids as would say today, can be. just be the most extra. Yeah. That's it, what they were doing. It totally. You know? it up. Yeah. I do want to ask a question to listeners and maybe you two can answer it. But one part of, okay. One thing about a long movie is it's almost I didn't have this problem with Game of Thrones because I read the books, so mm-hmm. I knew what was going on. But there is a character, uh, Ben Hur himself. They call him Arius, mm. and then there's also this other guy, Arius, who I think this is how I interpreted it. It is the, his benefactor who made him an heir, and then he's so they're both Arius, or they're of the Roman line Arius now, and that's A R R I U S because we were watching it with subtitles, and it just confused me. I I didn't know why everyone had I bet these there was different some titles. Throwaway line that explained it I think, that or, we missed in the five hours of this movie. That's that. That's what I think. But there's that a part point. of me that it's, and I know it's a Google search away for me. But if anyone wants to, you know, tweet. If anyone wants to at me, go at go at yeah, it. Yeah, you got to at sword with yeah. an H. You know, I'm not seeing mm-hmm. it somewhere in there. In, I'm not seeing it in. Uh, but that's the, the that's Wikipedia, the freaking like, problem. It's like yeah. if you're gonna have these characters and and then switch things around, like that's actually uh, what one of one of my only critiques of Black Panther is that no one said each other's names enough. enough like I'm not sure. I'm not a comic book. I know reader. the names because I know them exactly. from my mm-hmm. comics. And but I had to go back and and look up Princess Shuri mm-hmm. uh, and then. Especially Okoye, who was one of the best uh, oh, yeah. characters. Okoye is great. And I had to be like, who? No one ever, did anyone mm-hmm. ever say her name? I don't know. Yeah, like Denise I knew she Guerrero was general. From, or yeah. like Walking Dead. The, when they do say it, they're never like even addressing her. It's like about. Them. Yeah. So you anyway. don't ever get to put the name to the face. Exactly. And Arius just kind of popped in there for me. <laughs> True. That does seem like they just started calling that. It's like, who are they talking to? Let's oh, it's if, been the main character of this movie. No, but it's also time. someone. They also Some reference it. Yeah, yeah, it's like three people. Oh, no, no, no. I got it right here. Right here. Right okay, I found okay. it. All right. You better be good. After three years as a galley slave, Judah is assigned to the flagship of the Roman consul Quintus Arius, played by Jack Hawkins, okay. who has been charged with destroying a fleet of Macedonian pirates. Eris admires Judah's determination and self-discipline and offers to train him as a gladiator or share a charioteer. Judah declines the offer, declaring that God will aid him in his quest for vengeance. When the Roman fleet encounters the Macedonians, Eris orders all the rowers except Judah to be chained to their oars. Eris's galley is rammed and sunk, but Judah unchains the other rowers and rescues Eris. In despair, Eris wrongly believes the battle ended in defeat and attempts to atone in the Roman way by falling on his sword, but Judah stops him. They are rescued, and Eris is credited with the Roman fleet's victory. Eris successfully petitions Emperor Tiberius, George Ralph, Caesar, to free Judah. 
and adopts him as his son. Another year passes. Wealthy again, Judah learns Roman ways and becomes a champion charioteer, but still longs for his family and homeland. Judah returns to Judea. Along the way, he meets Balthazar, an Arab, <laughs> Sheik, and an Arab, Sheik Ilderim. After n- noting Judah's prowess as a charioteer, the Sheik asks him to drive his quadriga in a race before the new Judean governor, uh, Pontius Pilate. Uh, this is Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate. Pontius, Pontius Pilate. Pilate. Pontius Pilate. Judah declines even after he learns that Masala will also compete. So I think he yeah, is but called Eris uh, because he gives him like the last more name. more boring than watching he it. He gives him, oh, he <laughs> Yeah, becomes... because remember he says like the adoption papers okay. have come through. Okay. And now I'm going to give you my ring of I'm your dad and you're my son. Now you have <laughs> yep, all of my and things. Hector needed to physically mime that Look, to the exactly. point of making sure my finger... finger. <laughs> Latin. I talk with my hands. I do things with my hands. <laughs> no, it's a good space <laughs> work. It is. Yeah. It was pretty good. I know it is. Okay, so here's what I took from that I was fucking right <laughs> I interpreted that right it just confused me why why people were calling everyone the same freaking name forever um, but yeah that got cleared up real fast <laughs> the last hour of the movie let's talk about lepers okay uh, that <laughs> like I said it went uh, there was you had the overture yes. which was way too long already <laughs> we had to listen to them play well, all that music overture. I had to ask what to an overture was yep. and then the intermission the entrecte and then there was a bit more of the movie and then it came up again and it was like let's talk about let's lepers let's talk about lepers <laughs> <laughs> yeah and yes, that was the, the last title hour card of the, movie. Yeah. the title card with God and man reaching towards yep. each other's fingers. And it let's says, talk let's about talk about lepers. lepers. It says, Ben-Hur, A Tale of Christ, Chapter 4, Let's Talk About Lepers. <laughs> that, yeah. like, definitely tragic, but the, I, I, look, it might have been way more believable back then, but mm-hmm. there, there was, there was some, there were a lot of logic problems with lepers. A lot of the logic yeah. was terrible, that they don't want their son to know that they're alive sure. or, or to see them. I don't want them, them to see like, me like Obviously, this. we know that they they are they're contagious. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be in minor contact with them to catch leprosy. But then he's there, and he is behind that rock. He never turns and looks at them ever. Well, the first time he's there, mm-hmm. then he just pops in mm-hmm. and sees them, and it's like surprise, surprise. They're kind of mad, but also not really. Then they all hug each other, and then they never stop having physical contact for the with rest. Every of, other person. Oh my god! In then they Rome. bring him into yeah. Then they bring them in the, into the middle. Nazareth. Into the city. Yeah, yes. Nazareth. Yeah. Into the middle of a... And everyone's like, lepers. And it's like, oh my God, you could have warned people. Like, mm-hmm. you know that this is this is dangerous yeah. and problematic. And then they're just like trying to get close to Jesus as he's walking. Spoiler alert, Jesus yeah. dies in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, they just they they just want this thing. And, and the, like the last hour of the movie is motivated by... Le- leprosy and curing leprosy and I mm-hmm. guess I guess loving your mom and and, and sister mm-hmm. but the, but that's that's weird like based on that motivation I feel like there are a million other ways that that should well that entire gone. hour the payoff is them being healed by the blood of Jesus when it rains and uh, which yeah, and they I think never touched they never touched the rain they were in the goddamn cave they were in the mm-hmm. cave the whole time which is crazy they should have uh, been standing in the rain according to the wiki Better that whole thing about how the lepers were cured how the mother and sister were cured was like changed from earlier versions of the script and from other versions of the story and book that it was based on like they they kind of fudged all of that to put that in the movie and have this kind of cinematic movie ending of like rain is curing us so apparently that's all kind of manufactured 
Um, Probably because you you were saying yeah, he didn't well, want to mess that. up the crucifixion. Yeah, the director. I was. Yeah, I said I was reading that William Wyler was very concerned about how he was going to portray the crucifixion of Christ. He wanted it to be like like. Um, uh, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? When you pay reverence to something, he wanted it to be reverent, but he but didn't want like it to be. To... Yeah, it's. It, I mean, because he was saying every artist in in the history of art has depicted this scene. Everybody knows what it looks like, so there was just a lot of pressure on him to do that, I guess. And I'll say this too, like. I don't know if it's necessarily fault of the film because the story, the last hour of what's happening with the crucifixion of Christ is maybe the most famous story in the history of Earth. So I feel like the filmmakers know people showing up to this movie. They're like, you guys know what's going on, right? You guys and know what's going to happen. You were saying how big of a, how much has someone put this story on screen before this? Yes. Yeah. In this kind of scope, at least. Because like, it opens up and someone's it's made something The before. three wise men. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the birth of Jesus. And like with the, with the, like you the got alien. The UFO. <laughs> the UFO <laughs> coming in. Oh, the beam. Yeah. yeah. That is shining nuts. down. And it's like, they're following this star. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, come over here. I did, <laughs> yeah. I did say, over. like, if I was one of the wise men, I'd be like, when is that star going to stop moving? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've got a trek to make and it's getting further away yeah. <laughs> as we speak. I was commenting like the sort of the beauty of that scene uh, and the epic scope of it must have been my blowing in 1959 it must have i'm sure people must have been weeping people that were very devout religious people are seeing this and they're like oh my god it's it's like when i watched spider-man in live action in 2002 like exact same thing it's a thing that i was (laughs) the thing i was familiar with my whole life in pages in a paper for 15 years and then i'm literally waiting for this movie my whole life and then i see it i'm like oh that's the thing in live action like it was brought to life with a hollywood production so and then here's another fun fact the mgm lion that normally oh, yeah. roars. This is the first movie where they asked to change it where Leo the lion is the mascot's name wasn't roaring because they were going to go right into the nativity scene and they didn't want it to, they were like, the roaring is going to be a little too intense mm-hmm. to get people into this scene, which I thought was interesting. But like, but back to the end, I feel like mm-hmm. you're not wrong. It's kind of like Black Panther is is asking people to be familiar with comic books to remember characters' names. Ben-Hur is asking for people to be like, you know what happens to Jesus, right? Because the last hour, that's it's like... Not, that's not my problem. My I, problem that was is, a little the, bit of my problem. Is the motivation mm-hmm. of this, of, of, you know, leprosy. Like that, mm-hmm. like where yeah, it's Yeah, it is weird. It, especially how huge the first well, two I hours of the also, movie was. Yeah. I was distracted. The first two hours, it's like, great. It's a revenge story. That's great. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. And now it's about, like, not... Or even not cut even that down to like yet. thirty minutes. That mm-hmm. end part, yeah. Oh, that please. Last or, yeah, fifteen minutes. But but I, I also was <laughs> distracted by like every minutes. time they showed a scene with with the lepers. I was like, oh, don't touch, don't touch, don't touch, because mm-hmm. I, I I'm a, I I don't know You're if just, I'm actually right, but I think you have to come in contact with skin. Or the sores, and I, I, I just right. was tracking those yeah. sores. Like I mean, you were just watching start sto- sores. You were watching the logic of it, and I think maybe yeah. I and other audience members, because I remember halfway through, I was like, "Didn't Jesus cure lepers?" That's like, what, I, well, I was like, "Jesus going to take care of this later." Yeah, <laughs> kind of like we're just basically waiting for that to kind of happen. I didn't know what was going to happen with Masala, with the chariot race, with all. That. So like, it is a it's Ben Hur's revenge story up to that point. But then the last hour, I'm like, "Okay, I know what's going to happen. He's going to get crucified, and at some point, he's going to cure these lepers, and Ben Hur will sort of be, uh, you know, justified in being a hero for Jerusalem and for yeah. believing in Christ and right. believing in his story versus you know siding with the Romans." And but it did take an hour to do it and mm-hmm. and you're watching the logistics but i'm like it doesn't matter dude everybody can get affected jesus is gonna take care of it he's just gonna just take also, care of everybody your relative played caesar <laughs> <laughs> the first 
this moment we saw Caesar, I looked at him and I was like, that looks like someone that could be related to me. We have the same features. And then as it went on, I was like, oh God, I take it back. Um, but yeah, he, he had like the same facial structure as a Vorpal. Yeah. I'll take it. And then you kept then taking we, it back. We looked him up and it was like, oh, he died like a year late. He died like five months after this movie came out. He died in like 1960, which is a bummer. But yeah, we'll say he's 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 related to you. That's yeah, a, somewhere that, like, but that's an amazing feat too mm-hmm. on your... I, yeah, I imagine that's the last thing he probably he shot. Caesar. He played Caesar. He played Caesar. Yeah. That's a good last role probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every that's role... That's a way to go out. Every role in this, like I said when we were watching it, must have been... These are all like dream roles for like actors and theater Act actors tool. because mm-hmm. they're because they're just so meaty and dramatic and like yeah. so epic. You the know? last scene with Pontius Pilate, I did notice a every time he was told something, every time Ben Hur told him something, it was this um, chin raise <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. slash eyebrow raise. But it, like it happened, I from my count, definitely three times, <laughs> probably a little closer to because that was like his <laughs> default pose when he was standing anywhere. Yeah, it would yeah just the neck back that or the head back mm. yeah just to show up slow that weird beard. slow everything yeah. is so slow here the the lady uh esther mm-hmm. every time she just had mm. to throw herself against an inanimate object <laughs> anything how'd you anything. guys feel about charlton heston uh, great he was good he was good he was he, he, he was is, charlton heston he is one of my favorite actors of that era don't I'm not a huge fan of the dude in real life with, yeah, his, yeah, with yeah. his you know relationship with the NRA and you know him in, in in the kind of real world. But he's a classic actor that was in classic movies. I love him in Planet of the Apes. I love him in Soylent Green. I love him in the Omega Man. I love him. You know he's very good in this. He looked he, he looked ten years younger and he did a good he job. Was his, as hell. his eyes. His uh, you guys you commented on how blue his eyes were. The actor that played Masala. He also had blue eyes. They gave him brown contacts to, oh, wow. con- to contrast. And they were like oh. made of glass. Back isn't, then. isn't that messed up? Uh, it's th- like this is interesting. Check this. So, they, th- so the blue-eyed kind of blonde hero is is uh, Ben Hur, Judah Ben Hur. His arch nemesis, you know, brother in arms was Masala, brown eyes. They also cast the Romans to basically be British actors and the uh, the citizens of Nazareth and the Jews to kind of be American actors. And again, oh, dang, I didn't notice they that. did that on purpose because because Hollywood and they've kind of always been right, unfortunately, assumed Americans would think that a British accent is kind of that air of pomposity, that sort of, you know, oh, that yeah. like that kind of villainous. It's the same, the, oh, same yeah. is true in Star Wars. The same is it's, true it's, it's in rule. 2018. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Americans yeah. still think that. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a miracle that Benedict Cumberbatch like is a superhero, an American superhero. That's because, a good point. But he had to be Smog and Khan and Sherlock, who we love, but also kind of hate because he's still a dick. Like, uh, he's, we love Freeman him. No, 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 no. We love him. We love him. We just straight out love Benedict okay, Cumberbatch. Okay, okay, great. And but okay. Sh- but no, but Sherlock. I'm Sherlock. saying Sherlock is a character a who, even though he is the hero, he still has that. The, so uh, what? He's a flawed hero, so he's still go. sexy as hail. Mm, okay. Hail. Speaking hail. of sexy as hail, uh oh. Now we get to the point where we reveal our top ten movies of all time. Oh, oh shit! Because, I didn't do that. Work. Because you don't okay, need to do because that. the list, this list, Amy, if you weren't aware, was put together by <clears throat> this magazine ten years ago, and the way they did it is they had ten thousand people write in, and a lot of those people were like directors, producers, writers that are working in Hollywood. We can see Edgar Wright's list in there. We can see Kevin Feige, president of Marvel Studios. We can see, I think Tarantino has this list, David Fincher. Um, so a bunch of different people. But the way they, they tallied all the votes was like everybody just wrote their top 10 movies and then they got the average based off of that. So Ben-Hur was on enough people's top 10 list to be number 491 
whatever it is, right? This is our 10th episode today, by the hey. way. Oh, yeah. We're 2% done with our lives. Thank God. Our lives. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I got so, so my worried God, we're going to live so I got long. so worried for you guys. I <laughs> you started, did. I started pitching you. <laughs> uh, what if you guys did like four episodes in one day? That's, we were like, Amy. That's what I was saying. We'll get it done. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, if this was me, I'd, okay, I would need to, yeah, maybe one weekend out of the year, I would I would do six. I would do three three movies a day. It got to a point where Hector weekend. was like, Get off of our backs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're getting it. Amy, are you stressing out for Keller and I? We'll get it done. Yeah. You we're need to leave us alone. Or we won't. And either way, if we fail, you have nothing to do with it. That's a good I'm positive. Letting you I off know, the hook. I know. This the the comes type A in me. Well, you open up that stupid spreadsheet, and I am notorious for really enjoying me some spreadsheets. And yeah. it was color coded. That came we out, and I was like, way to live. oh, shit, this is going to keep scrolling, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. For 500. Hector but typed every we did one of those. pencil you in for The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the yes, Rings. Yes, it's a good news. consolation prize mm-hmm. because I did watch this piece. It's a piece. It's a piece. It's, <laughs> it is, it is a, you know, in its time it was a masterpiece. At another time it might have been a piece of shit. But <laughs> Where is it now? Just it's a piece? Just, it's just a piece. Piece it's of piece. filmmaking. It's P.O.S. A piece. piece of stuff. Piece of stuff. Piece of film. Uh, P.O.F. Plenty of fish. Piece plenty of, of fish. Everybody go to plentyoffish.com <laughs> and find your love. <laughs> Yeah, so we penciled you in for 10 years from now. We're going to watch Fellowship of the Ring because it's number 24 on the list of the five. I can't wait. I think that'll be great to just Mm -hmm. see like where we all are. I mean, I. That's the point of this podcast. Exactly. Keller and I might. You know what? This isn't even about the movies. It's not. It's well, about, then I, w- I want this to be... about us growing. <laughs> it's about us being here. I should leave. No. <laughs> You're part leave. of it. You have to witness it. Okay. You're part of it now. Weren't you crying? Yeah. Well, guys, I'm just... You know, this doesn't mean that much it's to true. me, honestly. It's fake. Don't write uh, 10 years from now, though. You better cry. Yeah, well... <laughs> I might be sad well, we'll enough, do, too. 10 years from now, is like, we'll play a clip from this and be like, remember this, Amy? This is what we should remember. This weird. is the weekend after mm-hmm. Mothership had yes. its final episode. Uh, Hector's no longer hosting for that mm-hmm. show. I'm no longer writing for that show. It's the end. Keller got, has God knows what going on, but not, um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> not a goddamn thing. <laughs> Great. This podcast. Perfect. Yeah. I, I fully expected to come to this uh, hungover, but then we moved it to a Sunday, a Sunday recording, mm-hmm. and I had plenty, the Lord's plenty of time. More appropriate. A lower today. More appropriate. Yeah, yeah a little bit more mm-hmm. appropriate. Exactly. We went to church before this, and yes, then watched did. this movie. 6 a.m. Yeah. And 6 started this church. at 11 a.m. Yep. Hallelujah. How long have we been here for? Been her yes. for a while. Oh, I'm okay. happy. We've been her for a while. Yeah, it's been yeah a while. <laughs> Amy, have you been her before? Or this is the first time you're at an apartment. It's my first time oh at Charles' apartment. And you well, haven't welcome. been her before. Mm-mm. Yeah, you have not been her. I thought before. you might have been her, but been her. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I've never been her. Yeah, <laughs> I, like I've never been more her than right now. <laughs> like I remember when Hector, you did have somebody over, and I thought that it might have been her, but it wasn't. But it was not. Amy. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You thought it might have been her, but it was not. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't Amy. <laughs> That's like the end of the bits you can do with it. That's yeah, it. I got to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I actually was. I mean, look, it's a long movie, and I was racking my brain for like more puns, and there, there. We did all of them. There's a few, but but they don't match up they don't match up they're yeah. not like exclusively like puns 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 they're like stretches of mm-hmm. jokes that aren't stretch real of puns <laughs> which was what this whole movie was it's a stretch yeah of it. yeah uh, 
I want to go to sleep. All right. Well, you well, keep looking at your phone, so we're going to get you out of here, Amy. But oh, don't, do, don't you dare. Do our, no, you don't get to call me out Okay, four-hour movie, and then you keep looking <laughs> no, at your phone. No, but remember, oh, that one moment when it, when it was like, great, okay, all this happened, and I'm sure I'm sure we're really This close. has to be the end. This has to be the end. And we look at it, and it is it is not, no exaggeration, 50 more minutes. Yeah. yeah. An great. hour was left, and then we looked again, and an hour was left. Yeah. And then later on, we looked. Well, scenes like, just well, kept happening. Be, they would just open over. up on a new yeah. It should have ended with Jesus dying. That's a great place to go out. Remember where we did think it was over and there was like 20 minutes left. That was yes. that one was brutal. Yes. That was, was the toughest one. Because yeah. we were like, Ugh. and we were like, this is an old movie. They did all the credits up top. And we then, got 20 and more then actual we, minutes. And then we thought it was over. We wanted to look at it, but the dual shot controller exactly, died. Yeah. And, you know, it was fully charged when we started that yeah. movie. That's how long this movie was. That's how long we've been her sitting on the couch. <laughs> been, been her a long time. <laughs> all right. Let's yeah, do our top, top 10, 10 list of movies. That I wanted to reveal. Okay. And plus the internet. Big I'll ups to the one, internet. I'll say one. I'll okay. say one. You'll say one. Big ups to the internet because we at, we posed this question. We're like, if you had to write your top 10, and we have to preface it with, they've got to be movies from before 2008. Okay. To kind of fit in with this magazine and this list from 10 okay. years ago. You can't just be like, um, I'm going to pick, oh, you know, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like, no, 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 no. You got to pick shit from 08 and before. Yeah. We don't want any of that bullshit. Okay? Yeah. As much as I liked Guardians, I don't know that it would ever make a top 10 would you, would, movie would you, list. No. People well, put. Uh, it's, this was tough for me because I, I did almost put Iron Man on there because. Iron Man does appear on this list. This this list uh, oh. came out in like the late part of December or, or it, in like November of 08. So the movies, the most recent movies on here are like Iron Man, which came out in 2008. Y'all are going to go for a CG ride on doing these 500 films. A, a CG ride? Yeah. You're going to go through, you're going to go from practical only yeah. all the way oh, to yeah. 2008 for graphics sure. that are... Very different from 2018. It's going to be very Absolutely. different. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but uh, I almost put Iron Man on there just to represent like, well, my favorite franchise the Marvel Cinematic now Universe. is That's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, and, it, and like you, Iron Man's a great movie. Mm-hmm. I almost put that on there. But Iron Man is the best of like the standalones as far as like mm-hmm. origin stories for mm-hmm. each of them. Yeah, I'd give you that. I'd give you that. Um, so I got my top the best ten list. First of any of them. Amy, do you want to contribute yours, or you can you can also do it like later this week because we're gonna we're gonna tweet this out tomorrow. Like Amy's on the episode, and right there okay. you can be like, "Here's my top 10. You can just throw yeah, out some of your I'll, favorite I'll throw movies. It. I definitely have Lord of the Rings at the very top. There, by nature, I saw those. I saw each of them at least fourteen times in theaters. Holy wow! Each the, the first and the third, I so saw seventeen times. Here's what Holy needs fuck. to happen, though. Each one is going to be its own movie. You can't be like the Lord of the Rings trilogy is number one, and then you go two through okay, ten. Fine, right? Uh, so you're going one, two, three. What's, Fe- Fellowship. Turn and, and then, then two towers and then two towers. Perfect. That's how they're on this list. Yeah. yeah, that's a yeah. great. Okay, that's a great top three. So now you got to work through. And then I'll do a rom com since I I actually really love. I'm a big rom com fan. Sleepless in Seattle. Nope. Return to me. <gasps> uh, with David Duchovny and Minnie Driver and When that. Harry Met Sally. I love mm, When Harry Met both Sally. Both of them on there. Excellent. I lo- yeah, and okay. then and then I I I would have that's to already a five. Look, already I would have halfway. to think way okay yeah. harder. Well, we're going to each say something. You can like think about you it if time. you want I'll to, or you can it. just Keller. What's your number ten? Talk us. Talk about how here we go. Dumb we are. Mine aren't ranked. Oh really? Mine super are. Yeah, gotta rank them. Your head is crazy. I know. My head is all about ranking. Okay, uh, then just give me one. At the very bottom, I have broadcast news. Excellent. I love broadcast Excellent news. Excellent pick. And then did you did James you rewatch, did you watch that for the first time recently? Or like have you no, always I saw that uh, okay. probably like ten years ago. Cool. But yeah. Cool. It's great. Have you seen it? No. You would like it if you like rom coms. Yeah. That's one of the better ones. Great. My number ten is Castaway. Oh. Love Castaway. Castaway. Castaway I think is about great. it when I think about important 
parts of my life. Like it's, it really affected me. So yeah. Castaway. I was listening to somebody talk about that the other day mm-hmm. and how much it, like you see all these other movies of just like people, I have to survive. No. And yeah. that movie is just like, no, he's just fucking doing shit mm-hmm. around that island. Uh, the to movie survive. with Robert Redford where he's alone in the water. Mm-hmm. Is that good? Just, no, it is not. It is, oh, okay. it is very <laughs> difficult to watch. Sorry. I believe it. Castaway's great. Cool. One man movies. Mm-hmm. You gotta be careful with mm-hmm. Agreed. You never know what the title will bring. Too hammy. Okay, now my next one. Mm-hmm. The second from the bottom, because I'll just do them yeah. in the order that I wrote them down. Yeah, Boy yeah. by okay. Taika Waititi. Yeah. Hell yeah. I, I saw that after that Thor Wait, Ragnarok. You and did? where are you from originally? Texas. So it's Keller. Too. Yeah. So that's so so Keller, I remember watching it with Keller and just being like, Oh dude, like this is like this is your life. Like that's such a great, you know. Wait, what? Bo- oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of Boyhood. Oh, no, not Boyhood. Oh, Boyhood. No, 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 no. Like, Boyhood. Oh, yeah, your dad was a total was, piece of garbage was, and he was came back off. and kind of wrecked your life. I was and, then- way- and he was like, Texas, <laughs> so is Keller. In a very hilarious no. way. Boy is a wonderful Had film. you join a gang? Yeah. Yeah. Taika <laughs> Waititi. Hey, you better not get mixed up with that Nazi stuff. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Don't get into that Nazi stuff. Yeah. Boy is great. I love that movie. Is that going to be, is that your only Taika on the list? Yeah. Wow, I would put Taika Wow TT. I would put what we do in the shadows. If I, had I like that like, one. Mm. Boy is yeah. like a, it's a different kind of movie mm-hmm. entirely. Mm-hmm. That movie, it's, like it's it's, 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 it's his heart. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a straight. That movie is about you know what's New crazy? Zealand. My number nine is like my boy, which is a goofy movie. A goofy movie. It's another yeah. father son <laughs> epic. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh what was that noise, Amy? <laughs> First of all, real quick, fuck <laughs> you, dude. Because a goofy movie is great. <laughs> Amy, you got to work on your filter, dude. You Amy, really got to like. We have to clean all of that vomit off of that <laughs> microphone. <laughs> we have to. We like pitch this podcast to you, and you're like, "Oh, that's how you do it." Okay, like, oh, okay, exactly sorry. Like, we took it. <laughs> Jeez, now you got to max out that time. That was me being like trying to be supportive and surprised, surprised, and no. it just came out as what the didn't sound supportive fuck? at all. No. It, did. it came out as like, oh, like, okay. that's how I would do a podcast. Podcast. I just like I was trying to think of like the way the shittiest podcast would do it, and that's exactly how they would do it. And it's like, yes, Amy, we have the shittiest podcast. <laughs> this is our shitty stuff. She's like, you guys don't edit this or uh, you know run no. it through, like mix it. We're like, mm. how? She was like, oh, she made that same noise. Yeah, that's just exactly barfed all over the couch. <laughs> we, this movie didn't have to. We could have cut an hour uh, off. Fuck you guys. A goofy bomb. movie's great. Okay. Keller, what's next? It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like I would never put it in a top ten. I Definitely like, you would never see it in the top 500 movies of all time. Ah, that's such a you know that's true. I know. Yeah. This I know. this belongs on the top 500 movies of all time. What does? In her. Oh, yeah. I, I would say that. I would that. say as far as I like... I would say that. It's not uh, my... It's just unfortunate mm-hmm. that it goes before like 1977. <laughs> you know? That well, this like, was as far like, as like... Yeah. <laughs> of that all time. era mm-hmm. I know, but then you have Hollywood. to do these, these fucking caveats and these mm-hmm. disclaimers and qualifiers. True. And then... Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just unfortunate. But as far as like yeah. biblical epic like this, this Ten Commandments it. and just like big epic yeah, movies fine. they made back then, this is like yeah. the it's, best. It's, it's like... Yeah. It's really good. It's really good. Thank you for coming along on that ride. Uh, oh, what's next? All the president's men. Really? You yes. love politics. I love. I don't love politics, oh, no. but I love journalism. Have you listened movies. to yeah. the podcast Slow Burn? No. You should. Okay. It is all about Nixon and what what happened. I watched Frost Nixon the other day, and that's still very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, this tells the stories that uh, of the people that never really made it in the limelight during that time, but definitely played a part. It's called in Slow it. Burn. Slow Burn. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. Very interested in yeah. that. My number eight is Toy Story. <gasps> yeah. 
Okay. Mas- it's massive. Absolutely. Yeah, Huge, hugely Absolutely. influential for me. That's a good one. What's your next one? Oh, explain it more. I mean, just Toy Story, dude. That movie blew my mind. It's the first CG full-length movie ever. Came out in 1995. Is that representing Pixar? Yeah. And it's one of the... Yeah, I would put that over... It's not my favorite, even. It's like, I really should have, like, Coco on here as, like, my favorite Pixar movie. But it, but in a way, that, that Toy Story, just what it represents, mm-hmm. you know, started the whole thing and, and influenced me when I was and that what age. animation is in your life. To want to anyway. go do animation. to want yeah. And I went to school for animation because of things like Toy Story when I was, you know, growing up in the 90s. So that's my number eight. But What's you your were, number? Were you primarily into hand-drawn stuff before? Like, sure, because that's all there was. All, yeah. But that still made you go into animation even though it yes. was computer? Okay. Because, because Pixar is the gold standard of good CG animation. True. People forget, like, after Toy Story came out, there was some pretty shitty CG mm-hmm. movies. And yeah. some companies like DreamWorks got their stuff together. But even DreamWorks, even though it had beautiful animation a lot of their storytelling was bad you had movies like shark tale and like these weird like dreamworks you know a b movie which is so weird yeah um but pixar like pixar's worst movie cars 2 is still like watchable it's like a it's a narrative that makes sense it's mm-hmm. you know because and it they, looks great yeah it's gorgeous and the voice acting super funny and fun and like you might not be into it but they still know how to do very very good storytelling and mm-hmm. the key for me with toy story is that you know, they went back to the drawing board multiple times and they, it, it, it could have been a shittier CG movie that came out first and kind of been the first one. And we're lucky that it was Toy Story because it's still, even though it's ugly to look at today, it holds up because the storytelling is still good. The acting, the lines, the comedy, like well, it that's still the, holds up. What, what, and I don't remember much about it, but when what I do remember reading about Toy Story was that if anything stuck for anybody, whether it was narrative, mm-hmm. storytelling, the voice acting, the just the character's expression, they'd be like, great, we're making this better. In fact, we're going to spend eight hours today mm-hmm. making this one 10 mm-hmm. second oh, yeah. thing better. They're perfectionists. Totally. Which, every which I think they still thing. do. <laughs> yeah. 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 They'll, they'll have, there'll be movies that maybe they're struggling with a little bit at some level. And like the whole company will be like, all right, all hands on deck. Let's help out the good dinosaur. And then they go and crank out the story and help with animation and just like pitch ideas. And so, yeah, that's what Pixar does. What's your number seven or what's next, Keller? I got the jerk next. Oh, hell yeah. Interesting. I yeah. love the yeah, jerk. You do. Yeah. yeah, you do. Is that so, your big? so funny. That's my Steve Martin, Steve Martin like, movie? old yeah. comedy I mean, representation. Mm-hmm. Right there, Amy. Yeah, look at that. Steve Martin poster right there. Right there. Oh, nice! It's from inside one of his albums. It's mm-hmm. very cool. Uh, I have read his his autobiography. Born is, standing up. Born standing up. It's very good. It's very good. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. My number Jack seven Spirit. is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wow. Okay. That's your number. Work on it, Amy. Work on it. I just. I can know. read your face. I, I can didn't read your know face. This is where this is going. I should have assumed. Where did yeah, you Amy, think? I Amy threw assumed. up off mic that time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very nice. I clicked the mute button. Exactly. I'm going to try to describe. I'm going to try to describe Amy's face. Because I said Teenage Mutant Ninja, and Keller was like, nice, very nice. Like, you know what I'm talking about. You like the movie as I'm, well. I'm but thinking, you, this is Hector's yes, top 10 favorite movies. Yes. So we're and not, I, we I can't look think over, about how good, like. I look over at Amy's n- face, and she looks like she's holding in a poop. Like, Hector. her face is, like, struggling to, like. Hector, mm-hmm. run me through the ones you said so far. <laughs> Castaway, a goofy movie, Toy Story, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, two of those movies should be on this yeah. list. And I think Castaway might be on, actually, it might not be. I don't know. But Toy Story's on here. Yeah, Castaway might be the best like one man performance movie mm-hmm. ever, and I think it's my favorite Zemeckis. And I movie. still will laugh every time Over, he like, yells Wilson. It's Back like, to dude, the Future. Yeah, chill out. it's great. It's great. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. People shit on it, but it's actually the that best, first one is great. The best iteration of those characters, and and is Easily. very well done. And for how silly of an idea it is, it's that's how you do a silly idea. 
And there were copycats after that. There were movies like The Warriors of Virtue and shit like Tank Girl. And like I saw crazy, Warriors of Virtue and yeah, loved that movie as a kid. Comic book movies that are terrible. But if you go back and actually study that first Ninja Turtles movie, which became the highest grossing independent film of all time until my big fat Greek wedding beat it in like 2000, whatever. I hate that movie because I'm a big it, fan. Because it dethroned, it dethroned Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Uh, Amy, get off of your high horse, I'm, okay? I, I, no, I'm, oh, I, I am no, on my three horse. favorite movies you're are Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm so basic. I'm actually very basic. I don't, you know what? Beyond that, though, I don't see movies more than once. I, I don't, oh, I don't I do own all the time. them. I, do. I don't yeah. run them in the background. They're, they're in my psyche and then they're out. And if, mm-hmm. if they stick around long enough for me to be able to tell you what they were about, then, then that's how I know that they were good. But other than that, I, wow. I like seeing films and then I like kind of, Letting them... Go. Moving on. Yeah, move on. Okay, OGs or extendeds? Mm. Which do ones mean? do you like? Uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, oh... I I like my favorite extended one is Return of the King because mm-hmm. you see the mouth of Sauron, mm-hmm. which other is so than scary, that, which is very I terrifying. Can't believe they cut that out. Other than that, like I enjoyed the other two, but I, I didn't think. I mean, yeah, you didn't I, need I didn't it. need it. I okay. didn't need it. But so I, yeah, I, I theatrical it. cuts usually yeah. mostly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Keller, I just like if you're gonna marathon. Are you gonna no? Commit if I to marathon, yes, I will commit to the extended. If oh, I marathon, wow. yeah. Gonna, yeah. Okay, that's a day. Oh, I know. That's a straight up day. I know you know, but like. If anybody wants to do it, you guys got to make sure you have gallons of water, mm-hmm. maybe just like some hard boiled eggs for throughout the day. It's and do push ups throughout. It's and just a push-ups. day. Yeah. You're just one day. You're sitting <laughs> <Just> there. <laughs> got to stay active. Keller, what's your next one? Uh, my next one is after I unlock my phone when Harry met Sally. Hey, I fucking right. love that. Yeah, movie. that was my, a different reaction to Keller's oh list than boy, it was. You list. Yeah, assholes. so far she, you've done that yeah. with every single one of my movies yeah, so far. Because I say a nerdy one, and she's like, oh, and then you say like a good movie, okay, and she's like, okay. well, hey. Oh, <laughs> no, not even nerdy. It's more like child. Child. <laughs> a oh, child film. Oh. How dare? Mm. Because like, I'm if you're correct. Thinking nerdy films, like there are yeah, adult nerdy films, and oh, you're like picking the Matrix. I picked Pulp Fiction. Sure. Vendetta. Oh, <laughs> That's on yeah. this list. Before Vendetta is on this list. I well, rewatched it the other day and actually enjoyed it. I do kind of, especially now with the way the world is that because I. But you're not wrong that these that of how people look at animated movies, especially or like movies that are like for kids. I think that it takes a lot of skill to pull off a good movie that are for kids. So it's just, uh, yeah. I will just say it's surprising me every them. time you list a child's movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. How about my next one? Number seven, number six, The Princess Bride. Hell yeah. All okay, right. Yeah, I Princess am, Bride. Yes. That is my twin sister's favorite movie. Great. And you're like, and I hate it. No, no, I, I definitely do not hate it. Okay. I, I don't, I don't know where that would rank for me, but it's, okay. it's up I there. love that movie. Great mm-hmm. movie. Also a kid's movie, but still great stuff in there for adults. She calls it the single most quotable film of all time. I think she's right. Uh, I quote Hot Rod more, but you might be right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, my next one done. is The Life Aquatic. With? Steve Zissou. <laughs> cool. Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Beautiful film. Yeah. I love it so much. My next one is Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Now I'm just like looking at Amy to see how she reacts, and okay. she's throwing a keep Terminator Two Judgment no, Day is in the top five greatest action movies of yes, all time. Sure. Yes, it is. Yep. Yes, it is. So, so that's fine. It's very understandable for that's that fine. list. Yeah, you've gotten that's a that's fine from Amy. So I've far, already. So you're doing yep. a great job. Yep, I've there already decided I'm not going to no, win Amy over. I've already lost story, her. When you yeah. said Toy Story, she goes, "Oh, okay, that one's good." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Keller. What is your fourth one? We're just talking about it. 
Hot Rod. Yeah. Ooh, came very close to being in my top ten. I put 10. Hot Rod in my top ten. Very close but to being in my top ten. But isn't that like a bad movie? Isn't that just new? I mean, have you never seen so. it? Uh-uh. Okay, well then you hot should. Hot Rod, it's, I think you might actually it's, like it's Hot It's like Rod. an action comedy? It's like this. It's like, um, This no, is top ten action. favorite movies also, yes. is what I'm doing. Not top greatest 10. movies of all time. Sure. No, yeah. I'm not. I, I hot Rod, very much understand the way this Jurassic is going. I almost Park instead. You're not wrong, but. You definitely got the gist. I know the gist is your favorite Ninja Turtles, <laughs> <laughs> the greatest movies ever made. Schindler's List, yeah. and Toy Story. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Sick in the Rain and a Goofy movie at exactly the same level. Um, no, but Hot Rod is a great. Is a very smart, dumb movie. The same way that Anchorman, The or Legend of Ron Burgundy. Cool. D- you know, Dumb right. and Dumber. These are smart, dumb comedies. There's oh, also dumb, dumb, dumb comedies. comedies. You know what would make my list 100% mm. because mm. I have seen this movie at least 10 times total in my life is Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah it's it. problematic also, as yep, fuck now. Super, oh, absolutely. Super transphobic, problematic. <laughs> yep. You know, and I'll still quote Finkel as Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. And having to like line check myself to be like, anymore. oh, I can't. It's yeah. not, we, we, we shouldn't do that anymore. That's awful. But super funny movie and it influenced me a lot when I was a kid same all right yeah that uh, is great what is your uh you already said one it's yeah. my turn yeah my number four is groundhog day groundhog day yeah that's a good one i love my cousin one. said he didn't like it the other day and i think he listens to this mm-hmm. and i have to say to him you're wrong Who, what's your cousin's name swede swede you need to watch groundhog day again you now, now you Ned need to watch Ryerson? it <laughs> that movie is <laughs> you need perfect. to explain why it's perfect it's perfect because it is one of the movies that it sounds cheesy, but like I'll think about my life and what's important in my life. And sometimes I think of imagery from films. I'll think of something like the movie What Dreams May Come, starring Robin Williams, because it's not great, but there is such striking imagery about like an afterlife yeah. that I'm, if I'm thinking like, is there something after this? I tend to kind of go there. Sure. In the case of Groundhog Day, to me, it's a perfect film because in an hour and a half or however long it takes, it kind of like distills the human experience. Yeah. And like every facet of it. And it's crazy. And what's important, what's, and what's not important. important. And, and what people make important. And it's funny, but then it gets so profound, so quick, mm-hmm. right at the end, in the last, you know, 20 minutes. Like it's just, it's, and it's, it's moving. I love it. I think, and I think that the lesson of the sort of more uh, knowledgeable and intelligence that we achieve as a people, then we'll become more compassionate, I hope. Mm-hmm. I feel right? like and that's what happens to him. That yeah. hate Groundhog Day. The reason they do is because they've started Groundhog Day more than once, no. but they've never finished it because <laughs> someone will do that. The so then they, they started Groundhog Day 300 likely. times. Yeah. And it's like, then I hate Sonny and Cher and I never want to see this yeah. again. No, the most. But the, like, I, I tried to watch when Westworld started. Man. Huh? When Westworld. Uh, the show? show came out. Yeah. I wanted to start it, but I just started the first episode way too many times and that first episode does the same thing like mm-hmm. 10 times in the first episode Groundhog Day yeah. yeah yeah so I can't I don't think I can ever watch that show again it's because well, I've already seen that 200 times mm-hmm. why did you watch the episode that many because times? I started it and if I'm gonna and I didn't have time to finish it so mm-hmm. I, like if I was gonna start it again I was gonna start from the beginning start from the beginning one. and then I would mm-hmm. like I think Hector or Abby were watching it, and I walked out as that was happening. It's like, am I fucking losing my mind? <laughs> <laughs> it's the repeat again. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. I was going to argue the reason people hate Groundhog Day is Andy McDowell. Oh, she's great. I like. I Andy love McDowell. her. I love her. She's great in that film. Had a yeah. crush on her in that movie. She's, yeah. She's what else is she in? Um, the only one I can isn't Michael. That I, she is in. That. She was. Yeah. John on SNL. No. 
huh? as a host or like a cast member? Are you thinking of Julia Louis-Dreyfus? I don't know if Andy McDowell was an SNL person. That'd be crazy. I think in like was. the 80s. I don't know. Look it up. And Keller's looking it up right now. But I think she's great in that movie. I had a crush on her and I had a crush on Mary Steenburgen from Back to the Future Part 3 mm-hmm. when I was a kid. And, and I, those, those women with uh, real curly hair. Real pretty. Real great actresses. Um, uh, Keller, did you do your third one? Well, you're looking something up right now. I'll go. My number three is Jurassic Park. Yeah, she Park. was on SNL. All right. What? Great. Cool. As a, as a cast member? Yeah. Probably in the cast when, and then like Lauren Michaels fired or everybody. Or just kidding. Got, I think Julia Louis-Dreyfus yeah. played Annie McDowell. That's probably what it was. Oh, okay. Julia Louis-Dreyfus now played I'm her. I'm very confused. Mm-hmm. Happens all the time. My number three is Jurassic Park. I think it's, I think it's uh, my favorite a lot of dumb stuff. Spielberg movie. It's great. Jurassic Park? It's just mind-blowing. still holds okay. up. It's uh, great. My next one is Children of Men. Mm, wow. Good movie. I love that movie so Alfonso much. Alfonso And it's so sad, but I could... Watch it anytime because mm-hmm. it looks so yeah. good anytime you look at it. And very mm-hmm. hopeful at the end. It is. Mm-hmm. That one yeah, long that shot. shot. Holy yeah. fuck. Uh, my number two is Galaxy Quest. Never seen it. No, that's not true. <sighs> I've never no, seen I've never Galaxy seen it. Quest. I've never seen what? it. I've seen the beginning Keller? of Galaxy Quest. Really? Yeah. I don't have the love for Star Trek that you do, so but I don't you, know but if here's I'm the thing. love it as much. The reason I have that love is because I watched Galaxy Quest first. No joke. That's I think crazy. it's it's the perfect way to get people into. When's the last Star time you Trek? watched it? A couple of years, maybe. Okay. I, I know that it still holds up. It's Alan Rickman. Well, I mean, it's like Sigourney uh, Weaver, Sam Rockwell. Oh, no, and I can. You've still watched watch it, it since you got yes. the love for yes. Trek. Yes. In fact, it, since you got that, love. Yeah. that Trek love, that, that Trek love. love. Like that's what I love about when J.J. Abrams did the Star Trek for the roof. <laughs> yeah, Trek Quest Love, love. <laughs> Trek Love <laughs> is uh, Abrams and everybody that were doing Star Trek in 2009. They're like, how do you do a Star Trek in a world where Galaxy Quest? has already like done it perfectly, like spoofed you do it, it over and you know, make it. you, you, and they, they still were kind of playing with that to get to the movie that they made, which is this really fun action character based kind of a thing. So I, I, I still love the stuff in Star Trek, but I can recognize when it's boring, when it's easy to make fun of, when it's cheesy, that's fine. That's the point. But galaxy quest I love because it has all that shit, but then it also talks about why, those stories mean a lot to people and it turns it, it turns it on to the fandom of like here's like the best kind of fan here's a not great kind of fan but here's like the best kind of fan and um yeah and it just makes it like epic and it's super fun and f- it's the easiest way for me i think to get people into star trek if i sit you down and watch that thing you'll still get it with what you know of a base knowledge of like star yeah. trek in popular culture like what they're making mm-hmm. fun of that you'll understand everything and then after we watch galaxy quest i could show you a star trek thing and you could be like I get, Do you like, want to know the problem great. with your top 10? Hmm. You have two Tim Allen movies. Oh, man. Ooh. Like, if they do a new Toy Story, <laughs> I want Buzz Lightyear to fall into a garbage disposal <laughs> so that, immediately. So that he can't get the money. He ain't getting that Pixar money. <laughs> I know, man. It's a bummer. But, like, that's how good those movies are, is that they're on my list. <laughs> they, despite, transcend. They, they transcend. They transcend, transcend Tim TA. Allen. They really do. They transcend they do. TA. Uh, what's your uh, second to last one? Second to last, I have Butch Cassidy and the mm. Sundance Kid. Great. Oh, that great is film. not a great film. <laughs> it is a great film. That Turns is so out it boring. is. Not my favorite. You're wrong. It's can't be boring. Real okay. boring. All right. All right. <laughs> real boring. And there's a it's random not. shootout at the end that doesn't really matter. Amy, it, uh-huh. uh, it's like the whole crux of the film. Yeah, that's it's, uh, they I die. know, but it's God, they have, doesn't a, matter. they have oh, like they a die. weird <laughs> montage he loves. It's so, it's so out there. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. I did not track for me. understand it. I love it so much. Thank you. Until until the shootout. No, until I read up on the kind of making of the movie, the two characters, the so Sundance three Kid, William Golden movies that we've mentioned in on between our two, top between tens. Between the two, yeah. What are you? What's mine? 
Uh, yours is Princess Bride. Princess Bride, oh, William Goldman. Amazing. But and he did all the presidents. Men. Those two real uh, personas were much older men when they died, and they cast. I just Paul Newman is Paul the Newman coolest and Robert person Redford. in the entire world. Okay, they were like agreed. Too young. Which, and you know Robert what? Redford. Because I actually do my favorite genre of film is heist. Mm-hmm. Um, that reminds me, I'm going to throw this sting on on my list. I love this. Sting. Great. Great. Is it the same director? Same or just, director, George Roy Hill. George, George, Roy, George Roy Hill. George Roy Hill. Just with at this point in his life, misguided. So. <laughs> okay, keep going. With Butch Cassidy? Yeah. Well, no, I was going to say that like the fact that the two leads are younger dudes, they're like these heartthrobs in Hollywood at the time. The movie is really about how they are from a different era and them riding the bicycle. Remember the scene with the bicycle where like they're Rain messing around with the bicycle and then they throw away head. the bicycle like, ah, this piece of junk because they're from the time of cowboys and Indians and like riding horses and they know that they're on their way out. And what it represented was like, was that's what it's supposed to represent is that it's like the same way that you know no country for old men what it stands for what it represents is that there was a time and place for this kind of sheriff and this kind of sort of andy griffith you know like well it's about the end of outlaws it's like yeah there are no outlaws they're done and they die at the end of the movie and then the the movie is is, yeah it's heralding like the modern age basically so that movie changes it's like puts itself forth as a western but it's like not it's, it's just, not it's, it's like a straight a, it's up 60s an, art movie okay yeah an anti-western I didn't, I didn't and like the charisma of both of them carries the whole mm-hmm. thing and mm-hmm. it's very yeah. the script is funny but mm-hmm. there are like the long weird mm-hmm. black and white photo montage oh, yeah. things I, I just and it is weird that they do raindrops fall on my head in the middle of it but it is supposed to be like what you're saying Mm-hmm. I love that movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's well, what were you going to say? It's, just, it's boring to you. It is. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, I just can't. I mean, like, I get I get movies that are impactful and have themes and mm-hmm. that are deep yeah. and have and and. However, if those movies bore me, I didn't go to. I didn't. Sure. You know, you buy weren't trying a movie to get bored. Yeah, yeah. It's the same bored. with They're, Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. We were bored, and the whole time we were reading that book, we were talking about like, well, yeah, we understand why you know people. Well, yeah, love we get it. it. We That's get fine. It. But yeah. but I definitely use books, mm-hmm. video games, movies, mm-hmm. TV shows to at the bare basic like barbarian part of myself just to be entertained. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the only. And especially thing I'm, like I'm if you're like, and there are certain books that you're going into not to be entertained, and mm-hmm. but you know going into it that you're not going to be entertained. Like history, history books. Like and if like, you're going yeah. to read oh, like I a book, yeah, like a sure, sure, sure. But even research. disagree because even that is still like describing some narrative that's important and has. Mm-hmm. S- there's nothing more surprising than life itself. So that even then, it will have some entertainment value. Ideally, so, so I would. Uh, yeah, well, well, I like I read the new Jim Crow, and that just oh made okay. Angry the time. <laughs> so like, okay, okay. do you have a Western on your list? Place. Are you a big Western aficionado? I'm not a big Western aficionado. I know I asked you guys if they had them. Mm-hmm. I, I I almost put Outlaw Josie I love, Wales on mine. Which one? Outlaw Josie Wales. It's a Clint Eastwood directed one. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I haven't seen it. No, I'm not like a yeah. I'm not like I'm not up on those. But I will say, Unforgiven is pretty great. It yeah. is pretty it's great. It, Sad it is, and great. That's Clint Eastwood's best movie. That's a Clint yeah. Eastwood maybe performance special. and direction. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I I would say that's up there. Mm-hmm. So. My number one is the Iron Giant. Did you? What Perfect was your number movie. two? Uh, I said Galaxy Quest. We, oh, okay. we swapped at one point, oh, okay. so yeah. I kept going as you were looking up All right. uh, a thing about Andy McDowell. Yeah, so number my number one Iron is Giant. the Iron Giant. Obviously, mm-hmm. Iron Giant is a perfect kids movie. Yeah, yeah. And it should be a perfect movie Never for adults. It. Well, it's Never a perfect s- movie. Oh, Amy. I'd say the Iron Giant's amazing. Okay. Do you own a Blu-ray player? I have a PS4 and an Xbox One. All right, we're both going to let you borrow some movies. Yeah, (laughs) you're gonna you're mad at us now. You don't want to, but you're not going to walk out of here without a copy of the Iron Giant to watch. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
We each mm-hmm. have one you can borrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's two copies. We will take let you no take excuses. No, we'll, one of us will have one yeah. just so there is one in the Here, house at all good. times. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, my number one is Empire of the Sun, mm-hmm. which is my favorite Spielberg movie. Mm-hmm. It's, I've never uh, seen it. I don't even, Baby I Christian even Bale, he's Baby 15 years old. Christian Bale. John Malkovich Ooh. is in it. It's about World War II, World mm-hmm. War II. <laughs> yeah, World War II. Great. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. plays a little British boy living in China when the Japanese invade. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. It was very interesting. Cool. Historical. I learned a lot. Beautifully directed. Good movie. I love it. Uh, great performances. So I've those are Keller and I's times. top tens, and like maybe like six movies out of Amy's top ten. Yeah. The top ten can, before two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Amy, if you want to, we're going to be tweeting out this episode, and you can like fill in the blanks and be like, "Oh, here's my you know top ten. If you want, I I will not. I probably won't do that. Actually. Okay, sounds great. But <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. But, cool. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I mean, if you want me to, like, I'll work on it. But no, it's but fine. You already I, threw I, up on our mics, Amy. It's I, fine. You don't yeah. have to do anything you don't want. <laughs> I just don't. I just. I would probably have more of of an opinion about television shows. I really, like, I like movies, but they're they're here and gone a little bit. And I actually but live TV in shows, the world of TV. What yeah, TV they, shows do you rewatch? Yeah, uh, if any. Do I rewatch TV shows? I, I also don't rewatch them, you but, don't? Okay. but you sit with them longer. You, yeah, you, true. Just by nature of what with they those are. Rattle off some longer. of your all times if you can. Um, top one is The Wire. It, the Wire. Yeah, that is Dang, unbeatable. I haven't seen The Wire yet. I mean, it's like all the HBO shows: so The Sopranos, uh, Game of Thrones, Six Feet Under, uh, Breaking Bad, which isn't AMC. HBO, it's AMC, but Breaking Bad is up there. Uh, yeah, that's the other thing is I'm I'm way more into the dramas, hour long dramas, hour long yeah. dramas. I I love that. That makes sense for a comedian. That version of storytelling is is br- it can be it has the I think that st- version of storytelling has the biggest bang for your buck as far as it has the highest potential to be absolutely brilliant. Yeah, uh, a movie doesn't like even the best of the best movies. I think would I I. Th- like if the best of the best movies were compared to the best of the best TV shows, the TV shows would win. Well, like a dramatic TV show, you don't have to have like the huge set pieces necessarily. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have the huge budgets. It's all about performances in those it's, TV shows. It's, well, I also I mean, think it depends on what like you Game call a set Thrones. piece. It depends on what you call a set piece because in every episode, you you hope for yeah at least three that you would you know that wrap around the theme of what you're trying to convey, and even if it is a moment in that person's life. Um, I mean, yeah, but I mean, like big budget. Yeah, but I, I, even in action movies, I don't think that like huge, huge fight scenes are the reason I go to see those action movies. Oh, mm-hmm. true. Like but. I don't like Black Panther for me was way more internal uh, as a mm-hmm. film than it was external. That's a great Agreed. point, and it I also is. think that just the idea of like you sitting with a TV show for years because you're ideally watching it week to week or like over seasons will always be more impactful if you're watching Breaking Bad because you've been in this story yeah. for years versus like even if, let's say, for example, you agree that the greatest drama ever made is The Godfather, the movie. Yeah. That's two and a half hours That's number one on or, list, or however long it is. Yeah. It's like how much can you can The Godfather impact you if you're watching it? You watch it once, mm-hmm. two and a half hours, you watch it all the way through, you're at the end, you're like, whoa, and it hits yes. you, right? Versus Breaking Bad, you watch it for six months, of your life. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're thinking about Walter White's story for six months versus Michael Corleone. No matter how epic the Corleone yeah, thing is, that's it's true. still just an so issue of like, yeah, you're, you're just sitting in with it. those characters. Devil, you're just in it yeah, more. so the devil's advocate is that they have more of a chance 
for you to fall in love with them. Like they mm-hmm. actually get a your couple favorite of movies. The episodes. Devil's Advocate is that what you're saying? <laughs> Al Pacino. Interesting. Okay. All right, interesting add choice. that to the list. We'll throw that okay. on the list. All right. <laughs> really? Okay. Uh, uh, maybe weird. I'll think about it, guys. Maybe I'll think right. about what my top is. is uh, Lost your number one hour long drama. Yeah. Lost is my number one hour-long drama. I have shows up there like The Simpsons and, again, a lot of animation. I got, like, Samurai Jack. Avatar, The Last Airbender is amazing. You just watched Over the Garden Wall. I just watched that yesterday, and it's amazing. Recommended to me is, like, being phenomenal. It's, like, two-hour-long animated show. That's all it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I never got into animation, but I sh- think I should. Def- you would love that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That one's like weirdly creepy, fantastic mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. You'd be into it. Yeah. Uh, and we invite you guys to continue Hannibal and those Friday Night Live shows. And I feel like I would cheat and go, well, I got to put like Saturday Night Live on there just oh, for like the history of it. I have to say, Friday Night Lights, I watched a couple of episodes and then I realized this isn't interesting to me because I the things that are important to these people are important to the people mm-hmm. uh, in Texas. Mm-hmm. So like, no, if you keep watching it, it becomes. But I didn't get past episode sure. two because okay. it was like, oh my gosh, this person's getting divorced in this, and they care so much about football and all the stuff. And I'm like, I am very close to living exactly this, <laughs> and none of this drama seems that dramatic. Sure, sure. They but def- I heard it gets they definitely great. up it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And, and uh, Kyle yeah. Chandler in that show is... Oh, he's the best. So good. Yeah. Yeah, and Connie Britton. Mm-hmm. She's cool. great. And just, you'll see, like, that show has, like, great performances by, like... I just forgot his name. He plays Landry. Uh, Jesse Plemons. Mm-hmm. Like, people who are becoming bigger now. Like, Michael B. Jordan is in the last couple seasons of mm-hmm. Friday Night Lights. A lot of actors get their start yeah. there, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I may or may not watch it. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. Hannibal, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen Hannibal, but I think I would that really, really nuts. like if it. If we each had to... Okay, so like, if I'm pitching one movie and one TV show to Amy, the one movie's going to be The Iron Giant, so you okay. can watch it, knock it out. The one TV show... I don't know. Over I'm the not, Garden Wall? Uh, no, I an animation? I'll say Would you recommend animation. The Simpsons to me? Because I've Avatar, never seen that. Avatar The Last Airbender. I know. Yeah, let me tell I've you, never seen it. Let me, let me tell you a thing. Real quick before we wrap up. Okay, ready to go. Keller has never seen The Simpsons either. We were we were we grew up when our parents were I know, sheltering. I know exactly. Uh, so me hard. too. Yes. My story is that at first my parents didn't let me watch The Simpsons, and then they kind of relented and they're like, "Okay, you can watch it, but you can't watch the Halloween episodes or Family which, Guy, which had a parental warning in front of the Halloween episodes because it would show like violence and stuff." And then my parents relented again, and they're like, "Whatever, we don't care about you anymore." And then then just let me watch whatever. So I get some of that. That's but, when you went and lived on the street and would yes, watch Simpsons through. It's true. The Rift, Raff, Street, Rat. I'm like, let me watch whatever. <laughs> Keller's never seen it, so for years I've got a couple seasons. So does he. We've had a plan to have a Simpsons Sunday where, like, we knock out a whole season. And I think that especially the first 10 seasons or so of The Simpsons are kind of mandatory comedy watching yeah, because they're just they're, they're just brilliant. They're Absolutely. just it's and it's and like season four of The Simpsons is a perfect season of television. Every single episode in that is a classic. They're so fucking funny and then they move you and they make you cry like it's just such good writing yeah and so many great people that are again working today got their start on Mm -hmm. there conan o'brien brad bird tons of people so um yeah it's a show that has diminishing returns as it went on maybe probably sure but um yeah so at one point if if keller and i ever do sit down to do simpson sundays we'll have you over and the even the first season when people are like it's not that great because it's very crude from the year 1990 they're still great things in that I, I will say the argument that, yeah. I've gotten more than anything is how do you write comedy mm-hmm. and not 
have, have seen, seen some, The Simpsons. And yeah. I'm like, do you understand that life by itself is funny? And yeah. there have been tons of other things that are like, maybe not considered this like pet pedestal worthy mm-hmm. comedy level that the entire Simpsons, you know, universe mm-hmm. is, but like you can be funny without no, having seen one True. one little. I've thing seen some of the Simpsons, and even that. And, uh, I've seen even yeah. even that funny. like observation. South Park made a whole episode about it, about how like they would do stuff, and people would be like, "Well, the Simpsons did it," because the Simpsons is so like sure. you said, sort of up here, and people it's kind of seared into a whole generation's brain. Yeah, that I think that there is still the same way we watched Ben Hur. If I were saying like, guys, one day I want to direct movies, I kind of do need to watch as much movies, but like that's the whole point, yeah. so that I know because we were just you know, talking about the direct of that chariot scene alone and yeah. the, the, it was amazing it's like, great yeah. the to shots just study they got it. the shaky camera mm-hmm. and like the different angles of the hooves pounding the yeah. sound yeah. so like the simpsons is great as a comedy person it's not that you can't do comedy without having seen it but i think it's great like material to study basically yes and i know? i regret not having seen it <laughs> there fine. is ultimately there is so much media I know. to consume that you need to choose you need to pick I and choose these choose. days you and, can't do everything and, and every person who says that was allowed to watch it as a child mm-hmm. yeah they're <laughs> 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 like how have you not seen it it's like well when people yell at you guys i learned how to write they, well, they were eight also, years old and didn't have jobs so like they yeah. would watch all the reruns of the exactly. simpsons like they have that also, advantage on you guys i mean this sounds dumb but i was in malaysia for from three until seven it's not dumb catching up on pop culture yeah. in that when all of your friends are like deep into whatever you were transformers or or that's when your thundercats or what yeah. all of these things that you guys are talking about there's like i i barely knew who skeletor was mm-hmm. i didn't know this stuff Actually, can you shut so the there's fuck a up about thundercats there's a, there's just this big gap of information so i was playing catch up for even that many years of assimilating and then on top of that you finally get to high school kind of realize what what things are and and how to talk about them with my friends then you go to college and um i was just so busy like college like Mm -hmm. just takes you out of it plus you have to have a tv or own one or buy one which i didn't and then on top of that have cable (laughs) which like how as a college student how do you afford this stuff Mm -hmm. it's so much easier now with the internet but i just didn't and so then you're graduated you're 22 and you're like now i'm gonna watch the census and then you have the entire world (laughs) you have the entire world to experience so that's my that's my gd defense so we'll we'll shortcut it for you at some point i think this year we got to do it but Keller and I have to finish Friends. And, and we also we'll have to watch 500 movies. <laughs> yeah. got time. Yeah, we'll I'm, squeeze I'm it in on a Sunday. I think we should do, like, if we watch a season, we should record an episode of a podcast. I'm into, for, it. I'm into uh, it. I'm also into it. Okay, great. Amy, you're coming <laughs> over to watch record, The Simpsons. That okay, great. Yes, okay, cool. Amy's agreed. All right. Next week, we'll... Uh, Hector, what's the sequel to Ben-Hur? <laughs> Uh, Jesus comes back. Jesus comes back, y'all. And then some. They Bible don't show stuff. that part. And they then don't. some Bible stuff. That's and then uh, what has been her doing all up in this movie? I think I would like to see a part two that's kind of like the impact of Jesus coming back, and then I don't know Christianity beginning, and then Ben Hur dying. I don't know. I'll pitch you a. Okay. a I'll pitch you a season or okay. Ben Hur too. Since apparently this was a tale about Christ. Um, yeah. Then what I would do is repitch it as kind of a map over of the entire time, mm. but from a peasant's point of view. So to mm. see like what what that impact. Someone watching. Uh, yes. So someone's still going through like the shit of life, like mm-hmm. Ben Hur does, uh, with Christ in the background, and then but. But uh, in a very different way that doesn't kind of you know run the whole the yeah, whole maybe a the whole sign curve of peasant yeah. you know, royalty peasant yeah. aristocrat back to being a slave you know but uh, still goes through emotionally tough yeah. t- things. 
Yeah. I that like was that. a way better. Yeah, yeah I'm not better. equipped to do a sequel to Ben-Hur. <laughs> My sequel is he becomes a world champion chariot racer <laughs> and founds America. <laughs> That'd yeah. be awesome. <laughs> and Apollo Creed challenges him, and this one, exactly. he finally beats him. Exactly. Nice. Ben-Hur nice. 2, and a tale of two Christs. <laughs> <laughs> two Christ, two furious. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, Keller, uh, what are we watching next week? And next who's going to be joining us? Next week, we have Greg Smith. Mm-hmm. Joining us to watch Hell number yeah. 490, Sweeney Todd, colon, The Demon Barber of Fleeting Street. Uh, Sweeney Todd's colon. Uh, don't get that in that. <laughs> exactly. We're going to watch Sweeney Todd's colon. All that blood in his colon. Oh I remember God. really yeah. loving Sweeney Todd. I remember not liking it, thinking it was way too over the top, but I only saw half of it. So Helena, it's going to be fun. Helena it's, Bonham Carter. She's my favorite in anything she's in. She's she amazing. She's the best part. She's, she's amazing. She can do She's no my wrong. favorite part about the Johnny Depp Tim Burton partnership. Sometimes it's always too. Helen and Bonham Carter. Carter. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, a hundred times yes. Mm-hmm. I actually tried to do her as like an impression, and then I thought, "Let's hear it." No, I'm oh, pumped to hear. Got to hear it. No, there. It's just a British lady because she doesn't actually mm-hmm. isn't that weird. It's more of like a look. Let's it hear is, your Bellatrix Lestrange. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, what does she say? I don't. Know. She says just she'll mean say like stuff all the time. She's like you're mine, Hermione. So let's hear it. <laughs> you're mine, Hermione. That was really. good. That was actually very good. Hey, Bellatrix Lestrange, quit trying to kill <laughs> them Longbottom's parents. <laughs> 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 okay, drive them insane with a cruciatus. But I, I like, I just love her faces and her mm-hmm. look and her and her effed up hair. She mm-hmm. just gives oh, zero. She's out. the best. Cannot wait to see her in Ocean's Eight. She's gonna oh, rock yeah. it. She's gonna rock it. Hell Can't yes. wait. Yeah, she's uh, gonna. She's gonna turn into. Uh, here's here's actually something that uh, since we're on a film podcast, what I would love is a non beautiful, not like mm-hmm. on paper, like mm-hmm. you you guys know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. non non like on paper dictionary sexy Bond girl. I want mm-hmm. a a more charming, maybe not funny. We don't need it to okay, be funny, but them. like mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, who I think actually um, is a brilliant actress. She might be a little too old for the role, but Tony Tony Charlotte, Tony 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 Collette, Tony Collette, sorry, amazing, Tony, yeah, from she's um, an amazing. Wait, no, Little Miss Sunshine, Little Miss Sunshine, Little Miss yeah, Sunshine. She's in, she, I actually she's fell in love with her in Emma, um, mm-hmm. but someone who is. Clearly, got the acting chops. Yeah. Is a formidable, mm-hmm. um, you know, because all the Bond girls they're formidable in some way. Mm-hmm. Like you, you could, you, it'd be tough to stand up against this Bond guy without being formidable. So mm-hmm. yeah. someone like her, who isn't acclaimed to being, you know, have have the cat eye. Yeah, uh, it was a bummer when like the in Skyfall. No, and I think it was Inspector. When they were like promoting like the oldest Bond girl or like an older Bond girl, age appropriate age appropriate Bond girl was Monica Bellucci, who is of great actress, but still to your to your point of what you're talking about, Amy, she's like she's very classically beautiful, like she's gorgeous, she's a gorgeous woman, and then she was only the Bond girl for like five minutes, and then James Bond hooked up with his villain's daughter, right? In the rest of that movie, they're like, come on, guys, you had the you had Monica Bellucci, true. What are you doing? What's the matter with you? Oh my god, that just made me think. What if? What if we get it turned on its head and James Bond falls in love with M, and then I'd love it. Uh, oh, and love then it. like that, but she the died. new M no well, falls totally. in love with the new but, but like Mallory. The older... Ra- Rafe Fines. Oh. Rafe Fines. Ooh, that's a movie. <laughs> oh my now god! Oh my gosh! <laughs> we did it. You All did right. it, kid. Well, we did fantastic. it. Let's make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Male bonding, indeed. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amy, huge thanks for being on today's yes, episode. Yes, thank you so much. Mail bonding, indeed. Huge thanks. Yeah, huge <laughs> thanks. <laughs> what accidentally may be our longest episode yet. 
Oh, I'm happy we to be here. We didn't mean to. It was half of it talking about other stuff and half oh, of it talking about Ben I'll go on tangents her. with y'all all day. It's, that's the point. Favorite. That's the point. But please. The other thing is I was in my head going to be here all day. So I yeah, yeah. literally have nowhere else to be. Good. We didn't give you a time frame. We so, said come here on yeah, Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had an idea, but yeah, yeah. It, it is more like, well, I didn't plan on anything else. And mm-hmm. it's okay, not good. like. It's not like midnight, so we're yeah. missing the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we gotta we gotta check out uh, the Oscars. Sure. Yeah. I hope they fine. win. I hope Coco wins. I hope Get Out wins. Me too. Oh, man. it will not. But I, I also I know I, I want it to sweep. Hollywood is. I want Greta. I want Greta Gerwig to win. You hear all the people win? who just like wrote it off completely, didn't even watch it. I think Greta was a you great director. You should be required to watch every movie. Yep. But guess what? And they've been doing that. They've been pulling that shit forever. That's why the Academy Awards are bullshit. They were. Greta's great. I really yeah. like Lady Bird a lot. I just uh, to their point, though, Get Out came out of nowhere. It is an mm-hmm. amazing film, mm-hmm. but but it but it also came out last February. Watch the goddamn movie. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I, I just out. never expected. It, I mean, when, when I saw yeah. it, it like moved me profoundly. You I, get a free I just, screener in the mail. Watch. <laughs> it. <laughs> I just never. I, I I'm very excited that it, it has uh, it's, mm-hmm. it has an Oscar and it touched that many people as, as well as it. Touched me, uh, but no, it's pretty impactful. It's it just did come out of nowhere. But yeah, I I, mm-hmm. I love. I mean, I think Shape of Water is gonna gonna take. Oh, you're wearing a shirt. Oh, look at that. Oh, hell yeah, Shape Guillermo. Re- the Shape of Water. There yeah, it is. Yeah, it says yep, it on its back. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of it. It's Audio pretty podcast. obvious. It's a blue. Back. It's a dark blue long sleeve shirt. Long sleeve shirt. He's got sleeves <laughs> on it. And then, but like just in darker blue, you can see the uh, fish dude and Sally Hawkins straight up getting at it. Getting it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're fucking on my shirt. Yeah, they're fucking on his shirt. Amy, where really do you want people them. to? What would you like to promote? What would you like people to look at? And find you. Two on things. The yeah. Sure. Thank you so much. You guys can check me out. At Vorpal Sword on all of the social meds, and that's V O R P A H L, and then Sword. What's your favorite social med? Uh, my favorite. I'm not on Facebook, so it mm-hmm. is Instagram. I think. I like to go to the Ren Fair and get a social med. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> uh, that's great. And then what? A, what? A, oh yeah. One. The last thing is my sisters and I have a podcast called Twin Sister Twin Sister, and it's because I am a twin, mm-hmm. and then we have two other sisters. So there's four of us, and we really just kind of talk about how different our lives are, which they are very different from week to week. And then we answer questions like, "Oh, favorite films." I have to say this: mm-hmm. you saw this on Twitter. This was crazy. It, it blows this my was mind. Crazy. Of course, to me. it came up. Like one of our fans was like, uh, "What's your, what's y'all's favorite?" Favorite films, and we normally answer some listener questions, and they don't take too long. But this yeah. like cir- kept circling back because I said what I, you know, Lord of the Rings, I love Star Wars, whatever. Uh, everyone else was kind of going in. Princess Bride was mm-hmm. brought up, Jerry Maguire, um, mm-hmm. and then Amanda shows up, and she lists these two movies. She Amanda. goes, she goes, Amanda. She's five years younger than me, and she says, I like these are my favorite two movies. Um, oh, she goes, I really like action comedies, so these are the movies I've seen I'm the so most, scared. and I like the most. After hearing them, I'm like looking them up on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like, how is this possible? They, these are no one's favorite two movies. Mm-hmm. There's no, they, they, they just don't make any sense. I guess then, they didn't get it right. No. And then I found out they are not only almost the same movie, arguably, but they came out in the exact same year. So I just was like, did you just stop watching movies? Did you start watching movies <laughs> in 2010 and then stop watching them also in 2010? They are Da-da-da-dum. red. What? 
Bruce Willis. <laughs> Retired and extremely Morgan dangerous. Man. You o- mean old people spies? Grumpy old men. That's the right. Spy movie. Yes, and then it doesn't stop there. The second Tied one with the A Team movie. <laughs> Two favorite movies. Yeah. I'm all done. Yeah. The A Team with the tank in the air with <laughs> yeah Bradley Cooper, Her. Liam Neeson. Yep. Yeah. Charlotte Copley. <laughs> like there's part of Holy me that I'm like, shit. Amanda, please write letters to those directors. Amanda, like, <laughs> I know the writer of. The A Team. The A Team is got if some you, funny if, stuff if, in it. Too. If you want to have your sister write a letter to the writer of the A Team, yes, I, I want can her put to it because in the hands of the writer so that he can I, read it. It's just you, uh, yes, because Amanda, I, if because you're I, I what have does to. What the A Team mean to you? <laughs> <laughs> the movie, not the TV show. I mean the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, how do you feel comedy, about like a plan coming together? <laughs> action comedies from 2010. Were her yeah. gym and never stopped being 2010 her action cup. Yeah, and she even conceded. She was like, "Yes, Lord of the Rings has a special place in my heart as well." <laughs> However, it's not funny have enough. Have we considered? <laughs> it's not. It's not red or the 18. Liam Neeson exactly. yeah. and Bruce Willis. <laughs> Bruce. Wow. Man, oh man. So there That's you great. go. So Amanda, uh, we're anyway, giving you a hard out, time, but those are, are great movies, Amanda. Uh, good check picks. out Twin Sister, Twin Sister for more of those antics. Yeah. Okay. The sister sister theme is stuck in my head yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, sister sister. What's the second line? Never know how much I missed it. Great. That's great. <laughs> uh, Keller, so we have Gregory Smith on next week talking about Sweeney Todd. Is Sweeney Todd streaming anywhere? Or will people uh, just it's have on to... Showtime if you have a Showtime subscription. Otherwise, okay, rent it. Otherwise, cool. find some high school production that is on YouTube. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we'll be back next week talking about Sweeney Todd. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening and keep sending us your top 10 lists because it's great. Yeah, please, and rate and subscribe. Oh, fine, I will, fine. Okay. You thank don't have you. To, you don't have to do anything you don't want to, Amy. Again, huge thanks to Amy Vorpal. Yes, thank you so much. We, we give her, I give her such a hard time. I've been teasing her basically since the entirety of me knowing her, but it's because <laughs> I think so highly of her, and I think she's super talented and super funny, and this was a whole ton of fun, so thank you again. Yeah, thanks thank for having me. Thank you very much. Right. You're the best. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.